Welcome to Making the Rounds, a podcast by the American Medical Association. Today we're featuring an episode from our AMA Update podcast recorded at the AMA's Change MedEd Conference in Chicago. I'm speaking with Dr. John Andrews, the AMA's Vice President of GME Innovations, about the transition from undergraduate medical education to graduate medical education and how to make it smoother for medical students and residents. Welcome, John. Thanks, Todd. It's nice to be here with you in person at Change MedEd. It's exciting to be here. Uh, John, I just want to start off for the folks out there in the audience to talk a little bit about this transition uh, from UME to GME. There's always been you know, some form of gap there, but when did you start to realize uh, there was both kind of a problem and an opportunity there? Yeah, I, I think there's been heightened focus on the transition as a discontinuous part of physician professional development for about the last five to 10 years. And it's leading to a lot of uh, innovative work, a lot of attention focused on that transition, as you said, to try to make it a smoother process. Well, let's talk a little bit about that gap. What, what's at issue in there? Um, I think there are a number of factors that are contributing to it. Um, students, to a degree, are somewhat less prepared for residency than they used to be because it's no fault of theirs. They have more limited opportunities for independent clinical care of patients. Um, there are a lot of reasons for that. Um, I think that um, there's much more anxiety about securing a residency position, and therefore students, uh, to some degree, are more focused on that than they are on their professional development as a physician. And perhaps as a result of that, there's less sharing of information from medical school to residency, and so the transition is a less well-informed process than it could be. So obviously that's going to create some issues for first-year residents and for program directors. Why do these gaps like that get, are they not addressed? You know, um, it does create problems for learners and for program directors. I think for program directors, it leads to it taking quite a long time for them to understand the particular skills and gaps in preparation that their interns bring to the table. And therefore, the mobilization of resources that might support that transition um, are delayed. Um, and for the learners, when there isn't information shared, they know what their skills and gaps are, and it contributes to imposter syndrome when no one else knows, and they have to enter residency uncertain about whether they're going to be able to cope with what they're faced. You know, I think a lot about the world of experience, and when we think about problems that go unaddressed, a lot of times it's because there's a lack of clarity about who owns the problem. Right. So in this case, is there confusion? Uh, is it the undergraduate institution, or is it the graduate institution that bears responsibility for this gap? I, I think that's a complicated issue. Um, they're shared responsibility for the transition. I think programs, to a degree, have a fantasy that uh, medical students will be prepared to essentially act almost independently in the clinical environment when they arrive. And medical schools think that their responsibility is to provide a basic uh, foundational set of skills to students, and then the real clinical training will take place in residency when they get there. And so I think there's some shared responsibility for medical schools to better prepare students for residency, and for residencies to have realistic expectations about what their responsibility is to upskill their residents once they arrive. Now, you and the team, uh, MedEd team here at the AMA, have been working uh, in this realm for some period of time. And one of the concepts you've been working on is this idea of targeted coaching uh, that begins in medical school. Tell us a little bit more about that concept. What's it entail? Yeah, you know, we talk a lot about that. It's, it's an opportunity for active self-reflection on the part of a learner, for them to better understand 
um, where their skills lie, what their gaps in preparation may be, and then receive some guidance about the best way to address those gaps to foster their professional development. We talk about a lot about the concept of the master adaptive learner, which is really a learning PDSA cycle where you identify gaps in your preparation, you take advantage of, of experiences to address those gaps, and then you repeat that cycle throughout your career to make sure that you're advancing and, and providing the best care possible to your You took care of the nation. It's time for the nation to take care of you. The AMA stood by America's physicians and patients during the pandemic, and we're not stopping there. We're fixing prior authorization, leading the charge on Medicare payment reform, supporting telehealth, fighting scope creep, and reducing physician burnout. It's time to rebuild, and the AMA is ready. To learn more about the AMA Recovery Plan for America's Physicians, go to ama-assn.org slash time to rebuild. Now, on that GME side, uh, you talked about the importance of uh, specialty-specific kind of just-in-time coaching. What is that? So um, when you enter residency, that's a specialty training experience. And there are certain baseline skills that you probably need to effectively navigate the environment that you're working in when you arrive. And there have been various approaches to it. Some specialties literally have boot camps. General surgery, for example, will send people off before their internship begins to a boot camp to uh, uh, assemble that basic set of skills that will ensure success in residency. Now, the nature of those specialty specific skills is different if you're training in surgery versus internal medicine. Um, some medical schools have developed preparation for residency courses that take advantage of the time between the match and beginning internship to provide some of those skills to their graduates. So once again, it's a shared responsibility, but it's a way of um, addressing the gaps in preparation that learners may have um, to more effectively uh, begin residency feeling confident. That's great. Um, you know, as you think again, back to that transition point, orientation, which is, mm. you talked about, you got a boot camp uh, in one regard to kind of get people uh, into, that new, into that new world. But in the world of orientation, that's another thing that we've been working on uh, at the AMA, and we began to uh, build courses out in our GME competency education program that speak to some of these orientation needs. What are the things that need to get taught in that orientation coursework? So when you arrive, in addition to some of the clinical skills that we've talked about, you're working in a new environment as an employee. And so understanding the health system and the context for the care that you're providing is really important. And orientation has a lot to do with that. I mean, it's about getting your ID and finding where the bathrooms are and that sort of thing. But it's also about um, uh, effective electronic medical record documentation and other things that go into the delivery of care. You know, where the GSEP program is concerned, there are certain things related to that residency experience, how you manage sleep deprivation, um, how you work in interprofessional teams, um, uh, cultural issues in the delivery of care. And GSEP has evolved some modules to assist learners in a self-directed way to address some of those uh, perceived gaps in their preparation and, and, and address them independently, which is nice. Now you can really feel the excitement in the air at, at this conference. Tell us a little bit about how smoothing this transition, which is obviously a big focus here, is going to have an impact beyond uh, to the training of the folks. Yeah, well, you know, right now it's, it's so discontinuous and you sort of graduate from medical school and then start again in residency. 
And that leads to some backtracking. If we can make this process smoother, it'll actually accelerate the development of our physicians, make them feel more confident, and allow them to focus on very specific uh, specialty skill areas sooner in their training. So it's really more about uh, efficiency um, than it is about that gap between medical school and residency. I just, I love everything you're talking about and uh, just creating a continuum as opposed to yeah, starting exactly. over again. Uh, uh, it's just such an amazing pursuit and what an impact it's gonna have on future generations. Dr. Anders, yeah. thank you for being here today. And thanks to the whole MedEd team at the AMA and all the partners that you were working with out there on this particular project. And for those who are interested in learning more about the work that the AMA is doing in this space, and specifically about our new orientation curriculum and transition program within GSEP, visit edhub.ama-assn.org slash gsep. That URL will be in the description of this episode. In the meantime, you can find all our videos and podcasts at ama-assn.org slash podcasts. Thanks for joining us today. Please take care.